This is Big Mo. As always, we have Action Jackson here on actually a, a Friday night this time. We're getting a little bit late start this week due to some unexpected obligations we have. But we have been anxious, haven't we, Action, to talk about the wonderful performance by the Razorbacks over the past four weeks. Well, you know, it's, it's a chapter that's already been closed uh you know, in our minds and in our hearts, but uh, it still seems even on a, a Friday night to, to know what happened in Oxford, Oxford, Mississippi last, last week. Yeah, it, it was it was not good, Jackson. How did uh, how how do we keep coming so close, but but coming up short? Because I'll be honest with you, action. I really believed up until the fourth quarter, late into the fourth quarter of that game. We were going to pull that one out. That that was the one game in the in the stretch of four tough ones that we were going to win. Just like I was predicting, we would win one, and and my hopes were dashed. How, Jackson? Well, and, and I, I have to agree with you because when we took the when we took the lead about 13 minutes left in the game, I, I said this this is it. I mean, this is where we we get back in the in the win column and. Uh, if, if this if this does end up being Coach Pittman's undoing, which I don't think it will be, I think he'll get another year. I want to go ahead and say that I do. I do think that uh, he has a clause in his contract that if he wins fifty percent of his games, uh, they they can't fire him for that. Uh, you know, for just losing. Uh, you know, and if he beats FIU, he's won fifty percent of his games as a coach. So uh, that being said, I think it's going to be his undoing, and, and it's what he's what he's known for we've always been close we just haven't been good enough to win and that that really that really stings as a as a Sam Pittman guy as a fan uh and and you know I can't fault the defense the defensive game plan was great uh I have to uh I have to give the defense of just I'm gonna give the defensive coaches my game ball this week uh the defensive coaches for that game plan um you know, the emergence of uh, Ty Washington. I don't know why he's been on the bench. Uh, you know, great, great offensive game for him. Uh, you know, and, and I think the play of the game would be the touchdown to put us on top. And, uh, yep. you know, that's, that's kind of my synopsis of the game. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward. If, if anybody in the state is looking forward to this game against Alabama tomorrow, it's yours truly because – I think I think the streak ends tomorrow in Tuscaloosa. I've been wrong all year. I might as well keep being wrong. But I think the streak's over with. Uh, I, I think well, I think we go over there and we get a win. We do it for our coach. We do it for our state. And uh, I think we once again uh, make make Razorback Nation proud. Well, I, I you know I, I would love for that to happen, but I, I don't see it happening. And, and the reason is Alabama. The reason we haven't beat them since two thousand six is because they always get up for us. They always get up for everybody. Alabama prepares for everybody. No matter how bad you are, 
And some of these teams, I think particularly LSU and Ole Miss, they were not ready for us. We had a chance to beat those teams in their own houses because it wasn't a big game to them. They were vulnerable, and we didn't take advantage of it. But I'll go to your point about the defense playing good. I totally agree. Defense played well. The defense really, in my mind, played as good or better as the defense we had last year where we had multiple NFL players and, and had a pretty strong defense last season. Um, in fact, last season, guess how many points Ole Miss scored? Take a guess, uh, Jackson. Well, I believe it was uh, it was 40. No? No, how many points Ole Miss scored? I'll give you the answer. It's 27. It's the same number of points that they scored this year. They scored the same number. They scored 27 last year. They scored 27 this year. The difference is... The total. (laughs) Oh, the total? Oh, yeah. Total score. You know what? We scored too. But, you know, and and I think think we talked about this uh, off air. If somebody would have told me that that Ole Miss scored 27 points, uh, we won that game. Yeah. And we did last year. I would have backed that up with we won. Yeah, last year... That scoring offense was averaging 44 points a game, 517 yards of offense. We have them to 27 and 349. That's a win. Yeah. And we still ended up finding a way to lose the game. Exactly. And last year, we we, we beat them 42 to 27. They scored 27, but we scored 42. This year, we scored 20. And a big part of that is when you're leading rusher, when your leading rusher has 15 yards, Jackson, let me repeat that, 15 yards. Now, that's not on that's not on just the first quarter or first half of the first quarter. That's for the entire game. There's no one on our team who ran for more than 15 yards. How do you expect to beat an SEC team, a ranked SEC team at that, in their own backyard? Not going to happen. Let's also say that that's a preseason All-American that had 15 yards rushing. Yeah, and, that's right. And it boils down to, which we could we could talk about for weeks, and it, it's such a head-scratcher. We, we don't have an offensive line. It yeah. doesn't matter if we have Barry Sanders and Emmitt Smith in the backfield with Tom Brady as the quarterback. If you're not blocking for them, they're not winning. And we, we don't have an offensive line that can block right now. And that's, that's, why, that's why we're – we're two and four facing two and five this weekend. Even though I do, I do think that it being an early kickoff gives us an advantage. Eleven o'clock kickoff is, is an advantage for the away team. Yes. Uh, let Alabama come out slow and you know get a couple of turnovers earlier. So any anything can yeah. happen. We've seen it so many times in football this year. Anything can happen. Is it going to happen for the Razorback? I don't know. It's looked pretty pretty bad so far. Uh, but we can. The season, the season yeah. is still salvageable. The season is not over because we're setting two and four. Because the back half of the schedule, it favors us. For one, yeah. playing most of those games at home, and we get a Florida team on the road that if we can't beat them this year, we probably won't ever beat them in the swamp. Yeah. So, so you know, is this a you must think? Win? Is this a must win? I mean, it's hard to say Alabama's a must win, but if they're ever <laughs> Jack, right for yeah. the picking when they have the number eleven offense in the conference. This is when you get Alabama. You get them when they're a little down. And people don't like to hear that, but Alabama's down this year. They have to and they totally are. Offense in the SEC. 
number 11. There's only three offenses worse than theirs. Yeah. So we we, we got to take advantage when they make a mistake early tomorrow. We got to take advantage, and we have to score touchdowns in the red zone. We can well, kick field goals. Granted, Cam Little has the leg of a champion, a 56-yard field goal. Congratulations, young man. I'm glad you kicked that. But field goals aren't going to beat Alabama. We got to score touchdowns when we get in the red zone. I do think we will get in the red zone. I disagree. I think field goals could beat Alabama. And I completely agree with you that Alabama's down and that this is the year to beat them, and this is the year to beat them in Tuscaloosa. But we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it because we can't beat ourselves out of a wet paper bag right now because we play down to our competition no matter who they are. And when and when it comes to clutch time, we find a way to choke it away, and that's what we did against Ole Miss. We, we, it, it was at the end of the game there. We had a chance to take the lead and win the ball game and a critical interception by KJ just completely, completely gave up any any hope of winning that game. And I'm convinced that's just the kind of ball we're going to play this year. And and part of it is, yes, a lot, large part of it is we're fighting an uphill battle without an offensive line. You, you're just going to have, like some people said, Alabama's going to just have a field there in our backfield tomorrow, and they probably will because, yes, Alabama doesn't have a good offense, but their defense is still pretty pretty solid. I mean, which which goes which goes. I mean, it doesn't go with my score that I, I think it's going to be. I think we're going to win the game twenty three to twenty, but it could be ten to nine. I mean, I could very easily see this game going ten to nine, just just simply because just neither team has an offense that can put points on the board. Yeah. Uh, so there there are games like that. I mean, there there are games like that that have happened this year. Alabama played one of them. Well, I, what I'm worried about. Well, here's the thing. You're talking about Alabama getting turnovers. Arkansas has to not give Alabama turnovers. We have to make their quarterback and their 11th-ranked offense drive the length of the field on our defense if we're going to try to win this game. What's going to kill us tomorrow, and I think it probably will happen, is our offense is going to, just like we did against Texas A&M when we gave up that interception to the defensive lineman to walk in for a pick six, Something like that's going to happen, and it's going to flip the game, and it's going to be the difference in the game. I agree. And I, I, I'm just on pins and needles waiting for it to happen, but something on our offense is going to fumble or, inter- or give up an interception or muff a punt. Something's going to happen to give Alabama a short field and just basically kick in a few points that they're going to need. To, to, to beat us and and it's it's terrible with the uh, there was an article this week I, I didn't read the whole thing but basically talking about how it's more painful being an Arkansas fan this year than it was under Chad Morris because under Chad Morris you didn't even have a chance you were getting blown out you're getting embarrassed you just turned the TV off and you went and did something else here it's a painful losing where we're in the game the whole time you're glued to the tv you're rooting hard and then you get let down week after week after week that's what we're experiencing and um i mean i wish i i wish i thought that there was a glimmer of hope that we could come out tomorrow i guess there is a glimmer of hope but i just i have to see it to believe it at this point i, I agree i mean I, I i can't i can't disagree with any of that and 
But the, the thing that separates this team from those Chad Morris teams is those teams quit on their coach. They quit on their coach. Mm-hmm. These players don't have any sign of quitting on Coach Pittman. They want to play for Coach Pittman, and they're they're trying to win the game. They're not going out there and flopping and, and, and trying to trying to give the game away. They they are fighting. They are competing, mm-hmm. and they're trying to win. That's the difference between now and when Chad Morris. What I'm interested to see is I know it's a few weeks down the road. Is how many fans show back up when we play Mississippi State? When we go back home, do the fans show up? If, if Probably not. If there's forty thousand there, then the writing's on the wall. I mean, whether we want. I mean, to I mean, you're asking but, them to come out and support a two and five team if if we lose but, tomorrow. But if there's if there's sixty sixty five plus, that tells me that hey, not only are the players not done with him. Well, here's the sad thing, Jax, is Mississippi State's not a pushover. I mean, we're not, again, I'm not, I'm hoping we don't lose to, to Florida International or, or whoever the Patsy is still on the schedule. But, um, I mean, we're, we're, we're not far away from a, a three and nine season, okay? We're, we're kind of staring that in the face. Because Mississippi State ain't a Patsy. On paper, they're probably as good as we are. And, um, you know, they might even have more to play for than, than we do, given that they, I don't think they dropped any non-conference games. But, uh, I, think uh, I think they're a little, I, I think they're a little worse off than we are, but that's just, that's where our two opinions don't have to add Well, up. they won nine games last year, and they, they have a, uh, actually, I, I think their quarterback did get hurt, though. Am I right, Jackson? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been, he's been hampered, he's been injured, and okay. they just haven't played well. Well, well, knowing our luck, he'll probably come back just just in time for our game, you know. And, and that's what I said about <laughs> Alabama for this last week. Alabama's figuring out how to play good right about the time they play us, and that's just how it is. I mean, Alabama can struggle yeah. all year, but when they when they play I, us, they're going to figure out how to play their best game, and we're going to make them look like the All Americans that they are. I mean, that's just how it is. How's been since '06? They're number eleven in the country. They're undefeated in the SEC, and and they're five and one. They've only lost one game to a top. I guess Texas has dropped down now, but a top eight team. So you know Alabama. I mean, they, you know they went into Mississippi State, beat Mississippi State forty to seventeen, and Mississippi State to me is a pretty similar profile team to Arkansas on paper. I hope they're not as strong as us, but, you know, uh, like I said, it, you know, it, I hope they, they, they party hard tonight and they don't prepare for us because, and, and then we got it like, like Sam Pittman was saying on the talk show earlier this week, you know, we got to come in there believing we can win. Um, I, I, I am uh, heartened by the fact that two years ago when KJ played in Alabama, we've came very close to beating them, and that was actually one of the best, probably, if not the best performance against Alabama we've had since 2006. It would definitely been the top three. Right, and, you know, and then there was the, the, the Beelan, Coach Beelan year, we lost 14 to 13. Uh, you know, uh, we, we missed the extra point, fumbled out of the end zone, and we would have beat them that year. Uh, uh-huh. You know, so, you know, it's, I mean, I think we're going to go over there and compete. And I think if we we slow the game down and we, and we make it a nasty defense,
I mean, the only way I think we beat them is if we understand, if the players understand the opportunity that's in front of them, particularly uh, Rocket and KJ. And for a lot of those players, that's going to be the last time they ever get to play Alabama. Alabama, and right for if, right now. Yeah, and, 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 you know, the season, there's not much to play for left. I mean, obviously that we'd like to get a bowl. Even if we do well, we're probably not going to get a great bowl anyway. You know, it's not, you know. I'm thinking maybe Liberty Bowl again or Independence Bowl, something of that nature. Uh, the main thing to play for is if you beat Alabama, you're going to be a legendary team that's never forgotten. You know, and that's the position they're in. They they need to realize that. That's what KJ deserves. But right now, I mean, he doesn't even look draftable to me because no, of the way he's the not. Lines played. Rocket's not draftable right now because he's been injured all year. And I'm, I'm saying that if, if they're both wise because of the NIL, they're already getting paid. Why not come back and try to improve your draft stock? Yeah, I'm already talking about players trying to come back. But there's no reason for you to get go to the draft where you're not going to get drafted and you're already making money. You're already making pretty good money where you're at right now. So why would you, why would you throw that away to, for a chance to not make any money. That's true. So, uh, hey, you you hit on a good point there, Jackson. That 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 is the new um, that is the new calculus for players in in college basketball and football now. Is that yeah? Uh, and I think that will draw some players back. That will have the effect of keeping people out of the draft. Because yeah, why try to go overseas somewhere if you're in basketball or football? You got a chance of not not playing football at all. And one thing we have figured out about KJ, when they give him time to throw, he throws touchdowns. I mean, look look at the interceptions he's thrown. He didn't have a lot of time when he threw those picks. Some of them have been tipped. But uh-huh. when he has time on to set his feet and look downfield and go through his progressions, he throws touchdown passes. He threw two yeah. the other night. He so does. A brand new tight end that emerged out of nowhere. I don't know how the guy wasn't already playing. But, you know, apparently Luke Cass is that much better than him. But I would have had him on the field at the same time because trying to cover both of them, that seems kind of hard. Well, I mean, I've never been a fan of the decision-making. I hope that improves uh, tomorrow. Again, I hope they try something different. We, because th- you know, we it, can't go for it on third and one, though. Understand? Yeah. To me, here, here's my can. philosophy on passing. If you're going to throw a pass – for us at any time because again we've we've gotten down into the red zone multiple times this year and left the red zone without throwing a single pass if you're going to throw a pass make sure that pass goes 10 yards or make sure the runner is open enough to where he can get 10 yards because a pass that's less than 10 yards does not do this office they did we're not efficient enough running the ball as you can see from our, our grand total of what? Uh, I hate to even think. Uh, 50 yards rushing or something we had last game? Right. I don't even know if it got to 50. I don't even think but, it was that. Yeah, we're, 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 uh, uh, we're not efficient enough run, running the ball, and we're not efficient enough catching the ball to have to make two plays to get a first down. So if you're going to, th- I'd rather have three shots at a 10 yard pass than one deep. 
five yard pass, and then now it's second and five, and now we got two shots for getting five yards. We have a better chance of just getting the ten yards. We're just trying it three times and hitting it once. And that's and that's so it's so crazy to think that way. But I mean, you're you're exactly you make a you make a very valid point, and you know the the decision making, especially in the red zone, has just been. I'm like, man, what are we doing? Uh, and then, Might not have made it count, but don't do it this year. This year, 
that, that's you don't look, Sam. You don't have to worry about your quarterback this year. You don't have to worry about your running back this year. That's two positions that are basically already taken care of you. You just need to focus on the offensive line and the receiving core on offense. And even with that focus, the ball just got dropped. I mean, it's like how it was missed. Yeah, I don't know how it was missed either, and. Um, you know, it, it makes you question on whether he can evaluate talent or or acquire talent. But you know, I, I, I'm I'm scratching my head on that too. Anyway, uh, I I do hope so. Your prediction prediction is that we do beat Alabama tomorrow, yeah. and I'm hoping we do. My field goal, twenty-three to twenty. I, I mean, uh, I, I just I, I I feel it in my bones that that we're 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 just do one. I mean, I don't think we deserve anything, but we're due. It's like being deserving and being due. You know, there's a a lot of expected mothers out there that aren't deserving, but they end up coming due to have that baby. They might not be deserving, but they're due. And that's what's wrong with us. We're not deserving of a win right now. And just a disclaimer, our our podcast, for the official stance of our podcast, is that all mothers are deserving out there. So just wanted to clarify that the the opinions of Action Jackson are his and his alone and do not speak for the Home Field Advantage podcast. I mean, I didn't say that was my opinion. I'm just saying there's people out there. We understand what you're saying, Action. We understand. We're due. We're due. I mean, it's far time that we beat Alabama. But the last time we beat them, we had the best, probably the best running back, in my opinion, that we've ever had in, in Darren McFadden. And uh-huh. uh, we don't have Darren McFadden tomorrow, and we don't have that offensive line. Now, he's not coming through the tunnel tomorrow. That absolutely and I, torched Alabama in that game. Well, I'll be honest. I think if Darren McFadden was coming through that tunnel in his prime, I'm not sure we'd do much better. Well, because I'll if you can't block for him. Don Andrews, Jason Peters, uh, Sebastian Tritola, you need an offensive line in front of him. Yeah. had a stud offensive lineman in front of him. Guys that yeah, he did. went on to play in the NFL. Yeah. And guess what? None of these guys on our offensive line right now are going to the NFL unless they become an equipment manager or a water boy. Yeah. Including Latham and Lemmer, who were – that's the thing – what I'm, my understanding is, is that, I mean, obviously Latham was projected to be first team All-SEC. That's what gets me. And then second team All-SEC was Limmer. We talked about this before the season. Um, but but they, they, I think that they're still fine. But when you have three bad ones, it, it takes away all the good. Doesn't quite add up, does it? So, I, so I, I think that's kind of the problem is, you know, you can you can build a dam, but if you only build two out of the five sections of the dam, water's still going to get through. And it's, it's like not even having, having any sections at all if you don't have all five sections. And Arkansas basically is missing three out of five pieces of the dam, at least. And so um, that's the problem. So Very good analogy there, uh, yeah. obviously. And it just seems like all we do is open the floodgates and just let them in. You know, we're just letting all the water run. I mean, we're not, we're not trying to, we're not trying to stop anybody. I mean, we're just opening the floodgates. You know, and, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, but you 
knows, you know, we 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 know what's going to happen tomorrow, you know, if we're realists. We we know that we're not going to go to Tuscaloosa and win. But we have laid out a recipe for us to get a win tomorrow, you know. And I just think it's got to be it's got to be a defensive battle uh and if we get a break, we got to capitalize. Uh scoring the red zone and, and minimize the penalties. Win the field position game and the time possession as well. Those uh, little, little little things within the, well, games within the game, we got to win some of those tomorrow. If we're gonna oh yeah. Well, I have to give you an example. I saw in the Ole Miss game about how this offensive line problem is is it's hard to call plays because they never know when Enos never knows when KJ is going to have enough time to throw it. Perfect example was during the Ole Miss game, critical situation. I think you alluded to this where we were down in the red zone, ended up having to kick a field goal. But on third down, they're at probably the, you know, seven yard line or something. It was third and, you know, five or six to the goal line. And, uh, snapped the ball and we did a draw play and the draw just got smothered looked like a terrible play and the announcers on there explained the reason they ran that draw play was because they expected the defensive line to crash through on the quarterback blitz him and then the draw was going to go right the middle into the end zone but for whatever reason old miss decided not to blitz they hung back and they were able to just smother the draw but we were essentially betting on our offensive line to break down on the play. Yeah. That was the whole idea. With our offensive line, can't hold back this blitz. And then our uh, Rockish is going to run right up the middle and score the touchdown. But we were shocked that our offensive line for that play actually held them, and we didn't get any gain. Right. So it goes to show you're almost kind of having to play games on – each play on, are they going to break through? Or are they not going to break through? Because the defense is in control at that point. If they want to blitz, they're going to get to the quarterback. If they don't want to blitz, well, then the play you drew up to beat the blitz is fixing to get smothered. It's, it's, it's a headache. So, um, and, and, of course, Alabama is one of the best at, at stopping stopping offenses. So, But Alabama also, also almost got beat by South Florida. So, yeah. you know, anything could happen. Anyway, let's let's move on, Jackson. I think we've we've talked enough about the. I, I really, yeah. I think we have to. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, if we were to win, then then next week, uh, man, there's no telling what. I mean, we we might be on for three hours. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm do some hardcore celebrating for sure. Probably celebrating too hard for. Uh, Two thirty in the afternoon, if you know what I mean. But uh, yep. there will be celebrating going on Absolutely. if it happens. Um, anyway, uh, let's let's check out some of the games, other college football games that we have. Uh, well, actually, we, we usually like to start by by looking at some of the ones last week. Georgia just completely dominated Kentucky. Jackson, fifty-one to thirteen in Athens. What did we learn from that game? I, I think Georgia actually looks like a team that can win their third title in a row. I think they showed it that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, I mean, not much more to be said. Number two, Michigan, similar results on the road at Mass 52 to 10. Just yeah. a crushing blow. So, right. uh, Michigan, Michigan looks like a strong team again. But the game of the week was the one that I called always 
well, I wouldn't say it's always game of the week, but it's always a game I like to watch, even though I don't like either team and don't have a rooting interest. And that's the Red River rivalry. Got it right that time. Oklahoma, as we hope, Jackson prevailed over Texas, thirty-four to thirty, and to me, that kind of ensures there won't be an undefeated Big Twelve team because I do not see Oklahoma going undefeated. I do not see it happening. I think you called that several weeks back, and you know it lived up to its billing, and I can tell that you've been practicing your Red River rivalry because you, you did a fantastic job of saying that that time. So, uh, <laughs> you know, they uh, – they, I, I just knew that Texas was due the game that they played. And Oklahoma's defense was a real defense. And it gave – it gave viewers problems, you know, with the with the turnovers. And, uh, you know, the second play of the game was a pick. And, you know, and Oklahoma scored. And Oklahoma really – really controlled that whole game. The score was a lot closer than, you know, because Texas did come back, but but uh, Oklahoma had no excuses to lose that game. They were they were winning the whole time. And, uh, what, a, what a way for Dylan Gabriel to go down and win the game at the end. So, yeah, it was, it was a classic classic Red River rivalry and uh, a future SEC rivalry because they're not going to get rid of it. They're still going to play when it comes to the conference. So. Oh, yeah. And that's a, that's a good thing because one of the biggest casualties of Texas A&M coming to the SEC was they no longer had Texas against Texas A&M, which was one of the top five biggest college football games every season as far as rivalry goes. That's right. And uh, that was um, I'll be very happy to see that come back because uh, that's been missing for a long time now. They, they should always be. Longhorns against Aggies. Uh, you know, don't like either one of them, but if you love college football, you've got to you got to love that game. That's just a real, a lot of passion in that game, and uh, it's it's one to tune into for sure. Absolutely. Um, the Battle of the Tigers. We were hoping that Missouri would give us some glimmer of hope that Arkansas could turn it around and somehow pull out the West, have a path. To winning the West, yeah. but it didn't work out that way. Jackson, LSU forty nine, Missouri thirty nine in Columbia. Yeah, and it was uh, it was a game that Missouri controlled for a while, and that LSU offense just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, and then next thing you know, uh, Missouri's down and they couldn't recover. And, yep, uh, I will tell you the game of the week. Game of the week, and I watched this actually from the, I'd say, third quarter on. And this was a real heart thumper. thumper. You wouldn't have thought it. But Arizona at USC, triple overtime. The Arizona Wildcats lose to the USC Trojans. I had you on pins and needles there, didn't I? 43-41. Uh, to 41. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, I know the season's only half over, but, you know, uh, you'd like to see somebody else win the Heisman, but I, I think Caleb Williams has it sealed up that they're going to win the, that, he, that he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. He's just, I think he's, I think he's a step above and, uh, you know, probably, probably shoulders, head shoulders above the next one to him. Although Bo Nix will have something to say about it because I know those two teams play. So, uh, but yeah, great, great, great college football. I mean, that, that one right there was really an instant classic. 
Arizona outgained, get this, Jackson, Arizona outgained USC in yardage in Los Angeles, 506 to 365. Outgained them by 141 yards. So, And also Arizona dominated time of possession, 35-39 to 24-21 for the Trojans. It's almost like you said, Caleb Williams in that game only completed 14 passes. He was 14 for 25, 219 yards. But they do not win that game without him. Obviously, he had the run at the end for the two point conversion that ended up winning the game. Right. Um, but and he also he also ran in their first an 18 yard run for their first touchdown. Um. In, in the first overtime. Right. And he also ran in the touchdown that, that, that uh, put him ahead by eight in the fourth quarter before Arizona answered and got the two-point conversion. Um, I mean, basically, Caleb Williams, he helped him a lot. But, uh, and by the way, he, he, ran in, he ran in another touchdown. Caleb Williams had four rushing touchdowns in the game. Okay? So, even though he only completed 14 passes and went for one touchdown, he counted for five with his legs. And you wouldn't think, when you think of Caleb Williams, you think of him passing, but he ran in that game. And that's what that's what USC needed. Yep, and they, and they got the win. And that's what you have got to do. If you want to win that prestigious award, you have to win. And that's all he's done is win, uh, except for, you know, obviously the Tulane getting him last year. That's right. A game that I, I almost went to, but couldn't because of the weather. Oh, what could have been? But hey, let's let's talk about if that was the most exciting game, the most. There's two games that you just have to shake your head at the last week. Number one, what happened with Washington State went into UCLA and got beat. Jackson, did you see that coming? Definitely didn't see it coming. Obviously, I I wouldn't have called that one. So, but I mean, I haven't exactly been a Mr. Pick on this this year. So, uh, but yeah, they. Uh, I mean, UCLA took care of it. Uh, you know, they did what they had to do, and they uh, they showed Washington State that you know you guys are ranked a little higher than you should be. Yeah, and UCLA, to their credit, they were they came into the game with only one loss. They of course were playing at home. But they were Washington State had the lead going into the fourth quarter. UCLA scored two touchdowns and just completely smothered the Cougars' defense in the fourth quarter to come away with the win. So that, that knocked off the number thirteen team in the country right there. But the big one, Jackson, was the Miami Georgia Tech game, in which Miami, seventeenth in the country, playing at home, was undefeated. They managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Can you uh, can you take me through that, Jackson, or you want me uh, to I, go with that one? That that one really that one really puzzled me. Uh, Georgia Tech was probably one of those teams that most people think were they're, they're just do a win, right? I think I kind of said that a while ago. They they were do a win, and well, they got it in the biggest way they could, uh, knocking off the Hurricanes. Uh, 
the, 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 the kicker in that one, Jackson, and this was this is amazing, was Miami was leading the game with 35 seconds left to play. And all they had to do, it was third down, but all they had to do was take a knee and the game was over. They decided not to take a knee. They decided to try to run the ball instead of going down on a knee. And when the guy ran the ball, they fumbled the ball with 24 seconds left. Well, two plays later, Georgia Tech hit a 44-yard pass. And at this time, Miami was ahead by four. 20 to uh, 16. I'm sorry, they were hit by three, 20 to 17. So a field goal only would have tied, but they ended up giving, after they fumbled, they gave up a 44-yard touchdown pass, ended up losing the game 23 to 20, when if they would have gone down on a knee, uh, the game was over. And I listened to some of the first take with, you know, Stephen A. Smith, and he was. He said he called it one of the biggest coaching blunders ever. But I didn't know this. But when the Miami head coach, you know, he came from Oregon, uh, and when he was at Oregon, he did the same thing. He lost a game for Oregon when they could have taken a knee and they decided to run it, and they ended up losing the game there too. Yeah. So just just a real stunner. I mean. Unbelievable blunder by Miami. That was do a do a break, and, and Georgia, Georgia Tech got that break. They took advantage of it. They did. I mean, yeah. one of those things that you know, it goes to show if you don't shut the door on somebody, it, it's gonna it's gonna open up, and and a lot of times, <laughs> uh, no no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, you know, the difference between taking the knee, and again, I. I I'm personally just not a fan of, of all this clock management that goes into football. I almost wish we could have a game more like soccer where you don't really know when the game's going to end. And it's not so much about doing every play with the clock. So I respect the team running it. But at the same time, if the rules are the rules and the consequences are so steep, because Miami, that could very well end up costing them. They were undefeated. And that, and of course, beat you know SEC Texas SEC team in Texas A and M. They could end up costing them a playoff spot. They were 17th in the country, so you know that situation. I definitely would have would have taken the knee. But at the same time, you got to hang on to the ball as a running back. When you get that ball with 30 something seconds and you're not taking a knee, I mean, you got to find a way not to fumble that. You know. So, anyway, looking ahead to this week, we've already talked about Arkansas, Alabama. Uh, I want to go to another game I have a rooting interest in, and uh, that would be the NC State Wolfpack traveling to the new number 17 team in the country, which is the Duke Blue Devils. Well, obviously, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go against the Wolfpack. Uh, I don't care where Duke's ranked. I mean, this Duke's need, Duke needs to keep being reminded that you guys are a basketball school. So <laughs> the basketball season starts next month. Go go ahead and go get your sneakers, boys. Get ready for basketball season because you don't have any business being on the field with the North Carolina State Wolfpack. I hope so. I mean, we do have a new quarterback who looked uh, definitely looked better last week in a win for the Wolfpack. 
Um, yeah. Wolf, Wolfpack were able to win. Uh, uh, I mean, we at least had offense. We we allowed forty one points to Marshall, but uh, ended up beating them forty eight forty one. The defense did not look good. I would expect a bounce back performance from the defense. Of course, Duke had a bye week last week, so they should be ready. But hey, with a with a new quarterback and a defense that's that's motivated and ready to play, um, I, I frankly like NC State's chances. Absolutely, I have to agree. Another, uh, we got some some games that are probably going to be laughers on here. The top, I'd say, the top four teams play games that should not be close. Georgia against Vanderbilt. Georgia is a 32.5 point favorite. Michigan against Indiana. The Wolverines are a 33 point favorite. And Ohio State against Purdue. Ohio State is an 18 point favorite on the road. All those games go off at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, same time as the Arkansas Alabama game. Then we have the Florida State-Syracuse game. Number four, Florida State is a 18-and-a-half-point favorite, also at 11 o'clock, against Syracuse. So the top four teams in the country play weak opponents all at 11 o'clock tomorrow. You know, and I, I figure, you know, not that I would say that any four of them are going to lose, but I think if there's one team that's going to play tough at home, it's going to be Purdue against Ohio State. Okay. Well, now produce two and four. They might not play tough enough to win, but they're going to play tough enough to to make Ohio State say, "Hey, you know, we got we got to put these guys away." You know. All right. You know, eventually they'll they'll win. Another laugher we got here is Penn number six, Penn State, hosting one and six UMass. Penn State is a forty-two point favorite in Happy Valley. Goes off at two thirty. We don't have to talk much about that one. But then at the number seven spot, we get into a real big matchup, Jackson, that could have major national championship implications. The Oregon Ducks go to the state of Washington to play the Washington Huskies, both teams undefeated, a combined 10 wins. Number eight, Oregon, at number seven, Washington, 2.30 p.m. on ABC Washington is favored by three at home, but who do you have action? Well, you know, this is the kind of game that, that Bo Nix would have to win if he's, if he's thinking of, about, you know, taking on that Heisman hardware. Uh, you know, and I haven't really seen anything of Washington. I've seen scores. I haven't seen anything of their games, but I have seen Oregon, and Oregon was, has been very, very impressive. And uh, but I, and these kind of rivalry On the opposite side of that, uh, way Oregon treated Colorado, I would be shocked if Oregon didn't win that game. But I'm I'm interested to see it. I'm inter- I mean, Washington is the favorite, and they are playing at home, so I'll be interested to see what happens that game. That that will inform uh, our view of the Pac-10 probably moving forward or Pac-12. What's left of it? Then we got Texas A&M. On the road, fresh off a close loss to Alabama. We didn't mention much of that, but Texas A&M only lost by six points to Bama at home last week. Yeah. And now they go on the road to Tennessee 
Uh, Tennessee is a three-point favorite, ranked 19th in the country. What do you think, Jackson? Uh, you know, the A&M defense obviously is for real, but I, I think that they're they're not playing Alabama's offense this week. They're they're playing Tennessee offense. It's you know very very dangerous. I know they've you know they've suffered you know their letdowns too, but I don't I don't see them having a a, a letdown and uh, probably probably a raucous crowd at Rocky Top for that one. So you you going with Tennessee? Well, yeah, I, I have to go over Rocky Top in that. In that All right. Yeah. Also in the SEC, we have number 22, LSU, hosting Auburn in their second consecutive week of uh, a battle between the Tigers. Last week they beat the Missouri Tigers, and this week the Auburn Tigers are coming into town. Too many Tigers in the SEC. Yes. Yeah, Thank there, Jackson. There are, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of Tigers, but I'm glad there's only one Razorback. But uh, the the uh, I, I gotta go with LSU. Uh, I just think that offense is 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 too much for for a lot of teams, uh, including Auburn. UCLA has taken a huge jump in the rankings after beating Washington State. They're up to number eighteen. They travel to Corvallis to face the Oregon State Beavers, who are fifteenth in the country. Both teams have one loss. 7 o'clock p.m. Central on Fox. Who you got, Jackson? Uh, I think uh, I think Oregon State uh, gives UCLA some of that medicine they gave to Washington State. Uh, we, we think you guys are ranked up a little too high. Trying to go back down kind of where you belong. Uh, I, I like Oregon State. All right. And then a classic basketball matchup. We have number 24, Kentucky, hosting Missouri. Both teams 5-1 and one in the SEC, which – Honestly, makes you just want to cover your eyes when you think about Arkansas being two and four, and seeing two basketball schools five and one in the SEC. But uh, uh, I mean, anyway. Oh, oh, how the mighty seem to have fallen. Yeah, I, I, I like uh, I, I like Kentucky. Kentucky at home, number twenty-four. All right, and then we have the North Carolina Tar Heels hosting the embarrassed and perhaps motivated Miami Hurricanes. Uh, number 12, North Carolina, against number 25, Miami. Miami's only loss, of course, coming on that huge blunder last week. 6.30 Central on ABC. What do you think, Jackson? I definitely don't want to keep pulling for North Carolina in any sport, but somebody's got to beat them, and nobody's been able to figure out how to do that. So mm-hmm. give, give, me a, give me the Tar Heels. I, I think that... I think oh, Miami man. loses. I think Miami loses to Georgia Tech twice. I think they're so let down that uh, that they're just not not gonna be able to to, to have enough to, to turn around and beat North Carolina. Oh man, you're breaking my heart, Jackson. You're breaking know, my heart I, with that I, one. It, it hurts me. It pains me to say that. <laughs> Number ten, USC, fresh off that triple overtime survival against Arizona, travels to South Bend. To face the five and two Notre Dame Irish, six thirty p.m. on NBC. Who you got? Notre Dame doesn't have enough defense for Caleb Williams in that offense. Uh, I like I like USC. USC. All right, going against the line again on that one. So, uh, and we also have uh, number fourteen undefeated Louisville goes to one and four Pitt. 
but is somehow only a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, you know, the, the oddsmakers might be seeing that kind of as a, a, a pitfall, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the, pun, the, the pun is intended there. Uh, but, I mean, Louisville apparently looks like a team that's on a mission, and uh, I, I don't, this isn't the Pittsburgh teams of old. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think Louisville stays undefeated for at least another week. All right. That would be, I think, their first 7-0 and start uh, since 2000, more than 10 years. So um, the Cardinal will hope for that for sure. Right. Then we have uh, Arizona fresh off that near upset on the road in USC. They'll travel to Washington State to try to get another, have another crack at an upset. Number 19th ranked Cougars after a tough loss in UCLA. Does Arizona have another one in them, Jackson? Uh, I think that game's probably taking a lot out of them. And, and I think, you know, Washington State's one of those teams that I, I think knows how to bounce back. And I, I think I'm going to go with Washington State this time around. All right. And uh, that just about wraps it up, I think, for this week. Um, I think that's about all we got, Jackson. Uh, briefly in the in the uh, NFL, uh, Tampa Bay is looking stronger than usual. Yeah, and uh, uh, and and the New Orleans definitely bounced back after that that tough loss the week before to just absolutely embarrassed New England, give them the worst loss I think ever under Bill Belichick. The worst loss he's ever at home. Uh, so, uh, yeah, which definitely despise being a New England fan right now. But uh, I, I mean, I, I think the Saints have one game c- circled on their schedule towards the end of the season when they get the rematch with Tampa Bay. Uh, that division is still going to come down to Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Uh, Tampa Bay gets a tough one in Detroit. Uh, they, they host Detroit this week, and uh, before getting into that that, that dirty South uh, conference matchup against Atlanta. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's, and, it's, and actually, the NFC South is looking like one of the more competitive divisions in football, too. Yeah. So, uh, we'll have to see how it all shakes out this week. If, uh, if the Saints or Bucks come out of that uh, division, and, and uh, but, you know, that the, the 49ers and Eagles look really good right now. I don't think anybody really wants to play one of those two teams. Oh, for sure. Uh, sure. Including Kansas City, they don't want to play them either. Yeah. Of course, the Saints, Saints have the Texans this week, and they need to take advantage of that. Yeah, I think I think uh, both both our teams should come out with a win this week. Uh, you know, I'm hoping I'm so, hoping so, so too. too. All right, All right. well, I think that'll do it for this week, Jackson. It was uh, always a pleasure, my friend, and this is the best one of the best times of the year. Yeah, definitely is. You know, college basketball is around the corner, and look forward to talking about that. But let's go Hogs and get a big win over Bama tomorrow. And Wolfpack. Uh, I, I can only end with amen. 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 amen.